Oh my god. <laughs> there is some wacky ass shit like about Star oh, Trek god. that I'm just like very, very intrigued by. So it's like very like humanistic and atheist, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Gene Roddenberry was apparently like very conflict averse. He didn't want any mm-hmm. he wanted to stress that there was like no conflict amongst the crew. And like on Earth everything was conflict free. Like we developed beyond that. And I was just like, dude, that is like anarcho-pacifism, the underrepresented no, minority of that's, that's some, no, that's some uh, white Protestant you know. shit. That's not that's not that's not like uh, atheistic well, yeah, or yeah. anti-religious at all, uh, in my opinion. Okay, so but what? If, okay, so this is what I tried to say when I was shaming y'all for liking the Star Trek reboots. Is that Roddenberry, like, okay, so maybe he was a weird Protestant baby, but you could say that he, like, had a lot of, his approach to violence was principled. So anytime there was violence in the Star Treks that he was on, he was like, it has to be for a reason, we have to respect any life lost in fiction, right? He was very, very careful about that. And now the reboot is just, like, a Marvel movie where it's just, like, Oh, we did 9-11 again. It's like 9-11 on another planet. You know, like, everything is like some fucking guy crushing another Twin Tower. How do you... Don't, which is worse to you, Alex? Like Doing pull, a 9-11 or... <laughs> is, Gene Roddenberry, is Gene Roddenberry's conflict aversion better or worse than 9-11? Um, <laughs> well, I think, I think we know where you stand, and I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm just going to let that sit with everybody. <laughs> okay, yeah. Does, do people want to do Star Trek on the stream, or does nobody care about that? I'll do Star. Trek I, dude, stream. I am. I, I literally could do, never seen. Star I could Trek. do. I could do Star Trek for. I want to watch a little bit more of it. I'm actually about to watch, yeah. which is about like, which is probably the only episode of Star Trek I knew about before I even started watching like any of it. Was Measure of a Man? Uh, like that one I knew about before I've like ever watched Star Trek. So like that's the only mm-hmm. episode I've like known about, and I'm about to watch that one after this. Alex so. keeps like sending stuff in the group because I was like the original series is dumb and it's like not. It's worth... so good. It's so good. It, there's like, so giving, much. There's... He's like dropping takes in the group chat, and I'm like, all right, I'll watch original series again. I'm I'm hearing him out. I'm like, there's content here. There's Wait, is that stuff. what that one tweet was about? The propaganda episode. Was that a Star Trek tweet? I think I'm sure that I was tweeting about the crown, which is the only thing I'm watching right now. It must have been. I am just discovering this group chat, and that is violence. <laughs> this is this is actually a dating related group chat. Ooh, unless unless I'll it was be the on old a Twitter. Group we have chat. Twitter group chats, um, but you deleted Yo, Twitter, so you're that, fucked. That is a oh, monkey paw wish, my friend. Oh, Wait, yeah. you deleted <laughs> you Twitter, Pat? Uh, yeah, yeah. I jumped off Twitter because it was, like, making me miserable. <laughs> oh, yeah, but now I don't, Congratulations. Have, any rep- now I don't have any reply, guys. And I'm <laughs> oh, maybe I'll have to jump on. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll just... <laughs> I'll create like a sock account that's just like uh, Ricky's reply guy. That would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. That is funny. R G R R G. Yeah. Oh, uh, R stands for reply guy. Reply guy. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. All right. Let's get started. Yeah. Is I, everyone I wanna, recording? Like I said, I want to watch yeah. that episode of Star Trek. Okay. Are y'all watching that after this, or oh, I'm oh, you're just doing that on your own? I'm just doing that on my own. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, hey, I got, I got a life here, y'all. Yeah. I'm trying to watch, oh, I'm wow. trying to watch Star okay, Trek. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, I'm trying yeah. to watch Brazzers presents Deep Impact. <laughs> <laughs>
Welcome back to State of the Revolution, the Michigan Progressive Podcast. Uh, it's me, Benjamin, and with us we've also got Alex and Ricky and Matthias. And joining us once again is friend of the pod, uh, Patrick Koval. It's What's your going boy. on, Patrick? You know, not much. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's your boy, two-timer. Uh, you know, bound two, round two. Uh, I'm in here. This, I'm out here. Hell yeah. I'm all around yeah. here. Is this, Let's fucking go. Is this only your second time on the pod, or is it your third time? Yeah. Yeah, I've been on the streams before, but this is my second time getting uh, recorded. Mm. Hell yeah. Well, Patrick, did you uh, did you watch Harry and Meghan's interview with Oprah? I didn't. Uh, it sounded, I mean, it sounded pretty good from what I can tell. I mean, like, uh, you know, as far as I know, uh, you know, it sounds like Harry Styles broke up with Megan the Stallion because, uh, she did not have, uh, the wet ass pussy that, uh, she had, um, sort of advertised. (laughs) And Uh, as, as marriage is a contract of property, uh, essentially in the patriarchal capitalist institute, uh, he can refund that marriage. Right. I'm just going to know. I'm, pro- I'm voting down both of those jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and, yeah. And, and, and further, I'm going to honestly, like, I'm going to sanction this discussion or I'm going to. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm like, why are we like wasting any breath on the Royals conversation? I don't give because, a shit. Listen. Because <laughs> it's funny. Because it's funny. And Matias really wanted to go off about this. This listen. is. Yeah. No, I didn't have anything to say. I was just saying, listen. <laughs> go off, Matias. Okay. So I. I love the reactions to this. All of the reactions to this have been so. <laughs> Like you. What is this? Hold on, because I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Can oh, you please explain okay. what happened? Yeah, context, yeah, yeah. please. Uh, Ben. The floor is yours, Matthias. No, Ben has the narrator voice. Do you want me to uh, take? That's true. Prince Prince Harry of the. It was Harry, right? I can't yeah. definitely okay. yeah, never Prince Harry. Never mind. Uh, no, no, Prince okay. Harry and the and, and Meghan, Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle. Suits girl. I think I got this one. I think I got this one. Because I don't... Listen, I downloaded the CBS app so that I could watch it like it was real TV and fall asleep, which I did. So I fell asleep to this interview, so I think I can accurately represent it. Um, And also, I love Oprah. I don't believe in Europe, but I kind of like Oprah. I don't believe um, in Europe. (laughs) Well, Britain isn't part of Europe. I... Okay, so I I kind of, I'm also to the, I so I watched the interview, I fell asleep, and then I started watching The Crown again. You may recall that I had been watching The Crown a while ago. Well, I went back to watching The Crown, and it turns out I was only like four episodes in, which uh, was a nightmare thing to realize. So uh, I watched like 20 episodes in the last week. Um, not depression. I was watching Twin Peaks for depression, but I'm watching The Crown just to actually have something on in the background okay so i'm to the point in the crown where i've heard of people so i think i'm probably the expert in this group i've actually we i we've met camilla parker bowles and i remember her from the 90s so harry is like the younger right of the two so he's like not gonna be king 
He's got his hair, but yeah. he's not going to be king. Yes. So, and also, the guy who's going to be king is, like, not king, right? Because the queen is really old and still alive, and her husband's the prince, and neither of them have died, but I'm hoping if I watch enough of The Crown, they will. That's the plan. And so then there's another guy who's old and looks exactly the same as the really old guy. They look exactly the same, and that's Charles. And he's going to be king when the old woman dies. And this is the woman who... Married Diana because he really wanted to marry Camilla Parker Bowles. And then Di- then he cheated on Diana with Camilla. And then Diana died after having two babies. I haven't actually gotten to that season of The Crown, so I don't know the propaganda version of the truth. I just remember it from my childhood. But I do know that both Camilla and Diana were cancers, which is some freak shit on the part of Charles. Anyway, so Diana has these two kids. I think it's just two. If there was a daughter, nobody knows about her. I think it's just two sons. Is it just two sons? Is it William and Harry? That is their names. I don't know yeah, if there's okay. more. So I think it's just the two. William is the one who could theoretically be king. Yes. He's the older one. And so he married like a sort of commonerly white lady who is British. This and is they Kate pretend- Middleton. This is Kate Middleton, who I do, I get it with Kate, right? She got married in Alexander McQueen. She has a really British white trash sister. I understand the appeal. They really tried to make her like Diana 2.0 because she's like fake common. Like she's not at all common, but they like pretended she was because she dresses a little slutty and has a white trash sister. I don't know if Diana had a white trash sister. I think she did. I haven't gotten to that season yet. Anyway, so the Kate Middleton thing, they tried to make that happen because she theoretically could be, like, queen or whatever. But then there's this younger brother who shouldn't even count, right? So I don't know how he mar- how he finds Meghan Markle. Does anybody know how they... I, I, I swear it's because of Suits. I do. No, okay, it's Matias, not because of Suits. I heard about this on True and On, so Matias probably heard this, too. The romance. I have not listened to True and On recently. Well, it's the, okay. it's the, it's it's one of the empty episodes. I'm just saying, I want to know, I want so this, this is to good be romantic. Authority. So tell it romantic, Matias. They met at... Okay, I'm going to tell this story through the eyes of one Piers Morgan. <laughs> great, great, okay. <laughs> R.I.P. Okay, we're getting into that now. An important I guess so. figure in the industry. before before we get in. Um, let me let me yeah, just, no, no, no. before we get yeah, into sorry. that. Before we get into that, let me let me just point out here that allegedly, <laughs> um, according to NT, uh, like a, Megan Megan Merkel was like yachting and then met Harry that way, and then she she Alex report <laughs> Alex our um senior other podcast correspondent listener uh, other podcast listener. I mean that's sure. like reporting from NT. That that's like that's fair game. That's report. That's like a report. Okay. That's so like they met on a, they met on a yacht. Matias, Matias, is this what you heard? Did they meet on a yacht? Um, according to Pierce Morgan, they met at a dinner party, which she uh, left their social engagement to go to. All right. So what? One Damn. thing I haven't quite figured. <laughs> yeah. I want to back this up for a second, because Diana had two sons, and up until they got married, I knew two things about them. I don't know if this was separate brothers or the same brothers. I knew that one of them was a Nazi, and one of them fought in yes. the Iraq or Afghanistan, something like that. Which one of those was in, which one of them was in the military? Was it the young one who doesn't count? No, Harry was the one who dressed up as a full-blown Nazi for Halloween. So the redhead with hair, who now has an Amer- a black American wife. 
Yes. Uh, was an okay. So one thing I sort of learned from the crown. Now the crown is a propaganda operation, but I can't figure out whose propaganda operation. I still can't figure it out. Uh, cause nobody looks good, but they all look like better than they should. And what I did learn is that, okay, so you know how there, there, there was that king who was a Nazi, so he had to like abdicate and that's why we had a queen was cause she like, okay, that, that's the yeah, history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a Nazi king, right? And then he stepped down Wait, cause he wanted he to go marry a Nazi. Down. <laughs> Nazi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that is tr- true. What I just said is true. So he's a Nazi. That's that's the that shit is out. actually something I did not even like really realize so, until like okay, that, so that's knew, the premise of the about, king's speech. I knew about that shit, right? I never watched the king's speech. What I didn't know. It's a good movie. What I didn't know is that the the old ass man who is married to the queen, right? Who is that? Philip. Philip the, himself, the guy who looks like a walking corpse. <laughs> yes, yeah, so who he? I think he always has looked like a walking corpse. He was already. An heir to both the, like, Greek and Danish thrones when they, I'm assuming, beheaded or whatever back in the early 20th century or whatever. So he comes from that line. And some of his family, they were also descended from czarists and various royal houses in Germany that I didn't know shit about. Because I thought that when we did the, re- when we did the Bolshevik Revolution, I was under the impression that we ended Eastern European monarchy. But apparently all the monarchs fled to Germany tried to maintain their titles, and joined the Nazi party. So Philip, all four or seven of his sisters, married Nazis to preserve their various house titles. So they were all, like, czarists and, like, Danish monarchs in the Nazi party, all of his sisters. So he was just, like, and apparently the other thing I learned from, from, okay, I broke my own rule, and I, like, look up stuff sometimes. I try to make a rule of don't Google anything about this show you don't want to learn, but I had to know more about these, like, Nazis, but apparently, like, this whole last time, Buckingham Palace and, and the Isles has just been, like, housing monarchs from all over the fucking world. When monarchs are, like, ousted from somewhere else in Europe, they, like, go to live in England because they are, like, the last monarchs, and they're all related to each other anyway. They're all, like, inbred. <laughs> and, like, all all of the monarchs in Europe are related to each other. If you look at pictures, they all fucking look like that Philip guy. <laughs> None of them have hair. Not the inbred men, not corpses. the women. Nobody has hair. And then, so, when somebody <laughs> is in exile, they, like, all go to Buckingham Palace or whatever. Just in case you're looking for a monarch, that's where they are. Okay, so... Anyway, what a that's fucking ba- disgusting country. Literally, that's the background of them <laughs> yeah, being like, holy Nazis. fucking and, shit, man. And it is it is amazing how quickly people will just like treat them like political celebrities. They're like, oh my yeah. god, they, you know, they identify with them so much. A, a leftist friend of mine, um, and if you listen to this, I'm very sorry, but was like, yo, wouldn't it be awesome if that if their kid like pressed his claim to the throne like when he was of age like wouldn't it be awesome if like england had a black king i was like don't we hate monarchy netflix is gonna do that show next year what if england hey what if england yeah, had a black no. king it's gonna be idris alba <laughs> the next season of the crown is just 
Um, the other thing about this show that I want to say, because it gets to the point of all of this, is that I feel like this is probably ahistorical, but every season it seems like the moral is they're like, it's all a game of manipulating public opinion. It's all a PR game. They're always learning lessons about, like, how to go on TV and then, like, winning. They're, like, winning political struggles by looking cool on TV. Like, they're like, that's how this happens. This is how the monarchy stays legitimate. But unfortunately, I think that might be real. Like, I mean, that might actually be the lesson here. I, I Alex is would, shaking his head. No, definitely yes. not. <laughs> it's propaganda, like that, you're saying. <laughs> I think they're just, you know, huge celebrities. I think that that is what makes them. I think that's what, like, here, is their um, okay. divine. Here yeah. is what the fucking royal family is. The royal family is a vessel for which the plundered wealth of its empire it's for, it's like way back in the day empire is fucking kept that's what it is and you know it's like everything everything that they do like in terms of like the palace intrigue is so they get control of that fucking wealth like it's, it's over true, their fucking I, I... over their fucking like uncle or their brother it's insane sure and it is okay so what i want to know is like why does it persist in an era where there are new forms of and ways to preserve capital why do we have these guys fighting our brothers over a shiny rock meanwhile there's jeff bezos and elon musk right who are probably they're like richer like the royal family's not like even that rich right all things considered like they're not walmart rich right like hundreds of years and they're not walmart rich what's that about I mean, gets to fly under the radar, I guess. I think it's just like they're all their shits like not liquid or something like that. But they got a lot of shit, and they got like they do got a lot of shit. That that point about housing the monarchs did really make me think. I hadn't realized how much monarchy kind of condenses itself, right? They're making alliances with other forms of this old form of capital, right? So that they're all on the same side, like they fuck each other, so that all monarchs like have the same like set of rocks. <laughs> That's, like, what it is. But it's crazy how, like, transnational that is. The first globalists. <laughs> are we are um, we working our way back to the interview? Yeah. Oh, right. Um, I just kind of, I'm, <laughs> I'm, like, sitting here, I'm sitting here thinking about this. I'm, like, trying to find an answer. Yeah, so to what happened so in the to, interview? Yes, <laughs> so to explain to those who don't know. So Harry marries, uh, you know, American commoner uh, Meghan Merkel. Markle. But she's not Markle. a commoner. She's like a, she's she's like, she's a, a, she's like a TV star. Yeah, she's it, not a royalty, right? Okay. And she decides to be like the depressed, like Hamlet, uh, you know, equivalent <laughs> of of whatever uh, you know, royalty. Humphrey, hum, what'd she say? Humphrey Yogart. That was her first job in. I don't remember. I feel like it was long. It wasn't Long Beach, but it's a frozen yogurt stand called Humphrey Yogart. That goes That's off. That's cute. So sh- she was trying to be folksy, right? She was trying yeah. to show people. She was like, "I I had a job when I was fourteen. So is this like a is this like a like a Casablanca like Maltese Falcon themed yogurt shop or something? I believe so. I've yes. never I've never heard of this. That sounds weird as shit. A few Californians on my timeline confirmed that it does exist. So okay. So um, um I will say that like having a TV show. Is basically like, you know, it's it's not it's not the same as like nobility. But yeah, it was it's also very suits. close. 
for no, us. No, 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 no. It I mean, yeah, USA, USA like, show. Yeah. USA First of all, show. USA show. People love USA shows. People, the people watch USA shows. Um, I they do. can't confirm that. It is, it, it is the pro. She was on. <laughs> she was <laughs> like, not. On, she was not on the Good Wife. Okay, she was on Suits. Mm. And also, but, as however, we know about women yeah. of color in Hollywood, I can't. I can't assume she was making as much as her peers. Let's yeah, just put it true. that way. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Buckingham Palace characters welcome. <laughs> so, uh, you know, she did this breakout interview after you know last year or a couple of years ago or who gives a fuck when you know they were like we renounce our royal titles and we're leaving to canada to just be regular celebrities and i remember that because at the time pierce morgan <laughs> wrote a piece where he was like slamming them and he was like oh they just want to be celebrities without doing any of the hard work of being royalty it's like what hard work <laughs> going on tv like curtsying yeah that is pretty difficult that's like a quarter squat i mean one of the things i mean i think oprah asked her some question about this where she said something like i mean you're used to celebrities you live in los angeles you know you've you've encountered all the richest people in the world and megan's like it's different this is different and she makes it sound like this kind of, like, cabal, to be honest, right? With all these strange, archaic rules. She calls it the... She keeps calling it the institution, which I love. Um, and it's fascinating oh because she... Megan's trying to make this sound like it's something different than capital. It's something mm. different than the regular power elite. Queen Elizabeth is uh, Nurse Ratchet. Oh, God. I really... <laughs> So what what were like uh what were like these like you know big bombshells that she dropped in the interview that like what like the royal family's racist right? yes she revealed yeah, so. that the royal family is in fact racist uh she was she was asked about the color of her baby's skin yes. like how dark the baby's skin would be she said which that is there was speculation that like the team yeah were, yeah, like, yeah. We're, we're stressed about what color it's gonna come out yeah 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 that's how that she, kind of shit they, uh, she, there was this also this big point about how she and i don't even remember what else there was that was bad other than that and i will say she refused to name names too so that's what she's holding yeah. in her pocket right she's like it was one of them but you know i'll reveal it when i feel like it she said that, like, when they moved to North America, the the royals were like, oh, by the way, you're not getting bodyguards. That was the big thing, was that the babies weren't going to get their, like, security team. And they were really worried that the babies were going to get, like, assassinated or something. She didn't say that. That would have been a lot more interesting if she had said that. But I suppose that's the implication, right? Or, like, Lindbergh baby? all about baby. the implication. Yeah. Right. Or, or something, you know, Princess Diana-esque. Right, um, because mm, yeah. she was like the yeah. one who was going against, you know, the the crown, right? Like that was a that was a major deal. In yeah, decades. I mean, so and we should talk about Diana's death because, like, the and again, I haven't, I only know this from my childhood, from what I remember. But the idea is that Diana died in a car accident when they were trying to outrun the paparazzi. Yeah. Um, so that I think is kind of like now the like form that is. 
you know, even within within the in, in the so-called institution, I feel like that's like the myth around which they're now oriented, right? Is like that they know they're this kind of media machine. That was the other thing that fucking Megan was talking about was she was like, well, the, the media was way worse to me than to anybody else in the family. And the family can go to the media and correct stuff, but they refuse to. And the thing that stuck out to me was she said that there was apparently this big drama where the news was reporting that mean Meghan Markle what made Kate Middleton cry. And then Meghan's like, uh, actually, what? it was Kate who made me cry, but I never made a big deal about it. This is I will say it's so fucking funny. This I will shit say is so stupid. Like the person who put this best was uh, our fellow uh, co-host Joe on Facebook, who was like, "Oh, you're telling me that the royal family are racist? What? No way! <laughs> like that is like the correct response." That's. I mean, so this right. is this is literally textbook control opposition, right? Right. I don't know. How do I How mean, do you mean? I mean, we're supposed to believe that it's that the problem of the we first of all like we, we're, we, we're supposed it's to the bad affirm, royals, right? right if we exactly. only had oh, good it's royals, like this is the this is the Viva to, la Risa, like, resistance. Matthias was like, saying, know. right? Like we want we're supposed to want a black king as a resolution to a racist monarch. When right. literally, why is there a monarch? Like, why do they have that? Okay, it still freaks me out. It's the I, can you imagine being British? Can anybody here imagine? Can you? Does everybody want to? Disgusting. Maybe I would rather can not. Close your close your <laughs> eyes and just imagine that you're British. Boy, Gava, listen to Sleaford mods and go to Brighton. I've never had good food in my life. Uh... <laughs> I love to call French fries chips now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that aside. Um, yeah, it, it does really sort of like as as much as, you know, it obviously sort of is to be expected that this like antiquated institution is going to have like extremely racist shitheads in it. Like um, it does really depress me that she had to like experience that, um, you know, uh, but yeah, it, it's definitely something that doesn't have a solution and sort of somehow trying to reform the monarchy. Uh do you think she was like, well, I'm rich, so this will be easy for me? Do you, She didn't say this, but do you think she was like... I think there's like the suggestion that she's like a type of ruling class, so she didn't think that there was an area of the ruling class she couldn't go yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I, I oh, think that so, she yeah. like didn't understand that like they actually... You know, like there's a part in the interview where she's like, uh, you know, this dumb curtsy thing, you know, and... um. It, she's like um like you have to curtsy in private like she's your grandmother uh he's like oh she's the queen it's like yeah because he believes that that fucking matters like he is not an american and i i think like there's something about that where it's you know uh in the same way that i don't know like at least for the people inside. So like the, the folks in Buckingham Palace, kind of like Bohemian Grove or like, you know, some other, you know, weird sort of, uh, you know, ritualistic thing where, you know, it, it just sort of somehow replaces religion for them or something like that uh, as, as something that gives them a sense of like belonging to something. And I think like for the same reason, it's, it's something where, you know, like, people who live in britain like it, they have some sort of stockholm syndrome it doesn't replace religion though right they're the head of the church as well yeah so yeah if, 
If yeah. for some if for some reason your religion is what is that Church of England, like why would that be your religion first of all? Mm-hmm. But if for some reason that is your religion, technically there is like, I mean, so it's a, a monarchy, right? So the the job of it is to say like we're like a part of the state that is legitimated by God, and these kind right. of withered away due to beheadings almost everywhere else in the Western world. Um, but there's somewhere, for some reason, there's still one there. And it's probably because they, much like other, like, old forms of capital, it just, like, adapted, right? It did something. This is the story at the heart of this. I'm sure people are talking about this. I just, like, don't read books about English people. But there's, like, they did something right to not get beheaded, right? That's the heart of this tale, which is fascinating and perhaps uh, inspirational. Well, one of them was beheaded because he tried to rule as an absolute monarch. Sure, that was a long-ass time ago, though, right? Oh, oh, you mean more recently, why they haven't been beheaded? Yeah, or like, I guess I should say lined up against a wall and shot. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. How did they do all the killings of uh, monarchs in 1848 in Germany? Do you know? They hung them, right? None of that shit was successful in 1848 oh yeah they all went to texas they all went to texas Mm. okay or i guess probably um russia i guess they kind of suffered the same fate as um as the u.s like because the the Mm. whole thing about russia was like they were going from sort of a uh you know um like an agrarian state into sort of an industrialized state and then with with uh you know the u.s and in britain like we were already sort of there um i wonder if it was just sort of taken as sort of baked in rather than something where um you know that was something to oppose necessarily there's this old kind of leftist argument i feel like perry anderson is part of this ep thompson there's this like long-held belief among marxists that england just has always been incapable of class consciousness like culturally like biologically there's something wrong with them because (laughs) It you know if you look at it, the, what we're talking about is the fact that allegedly England is like the only place in Europe that never had a so-called revolution, right? Like one of these modern era revolutions. Um, and many leftists have argued over the years that it's because there's n- it's impossible to have class consciousness in England. And many British people were like, "Hey, now we have class consciousness. We just um, spend it on becoming like weird cult leaders." <laughs> Yeah. Like that that's like the leftist argument about and i don't know what the answer to that is but do you think right. that british people have class consciousness a specter you, is haunting europe and it's you know marxist any? phrenology um <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i don't know i don't know i i, I i'm gonna say like i'm gonna say i'm gonna say like the saxons it's the saxons that are the problem mm-hmm. if like it, it if the normans and the saxons never like invaded it might have been okay I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to blame them. That's true. Well, you know, okay, so that's the other thing to talk about. Many of these European states are like co- co- they colonized the site where they are, right? This is true and like depending on how, like who you talk, sometimes Nazis argue this in order to be like original white people. But Eng- like the UK, England, Ireland, <laughs> I right, was just, like, I, I why am I always doing that? <laughs> but like I mean Alex to be fair, like you should know about the Celts, right? You do know about Celts, I do. That's what. Celtic that's what I'm saying. People. Yeah, poor yeah, Celts. Right. So there were all of these like indigenous groups there that were then co- colonized by mainland Europe, right? Yeah. And and then that that's preserved in the the like the structure of the British and Irish states, right? There's yeah. like to get back to the crown. I was just watching like a bunch of episodes about Wales and Welsh nationalists. I haven't gotten to the good shit about Ireland yet. Okay, but 
uh, Wales would be an example of this, like a, a mainstream example of like a whole ethnic group that feels colonized by being in the British, whatever. Scotland. Um, yeah, I like right. literally. For, I literally forgot about them. I feel like they've, they've <laughs> yeah, officially Scot- been assimilated. Scotland, well, Ireland, Wales. Yeah. So. Um, I think it's like the Western Isle of like uh, Britain is supposed got, to be like that um, more like Celtic heritage, I believe. Well, I, we're gonna get murdered I think, by the, yeah, by the nationalists for not knowing the difference between the Welsh and the Celts. I got called out on Twitter about this, actually. That's really funny. So I I want to get back to Piers Morgan's interpretation of events. Um, okay. So so we know that Piers Morgan walked off uh, his show and was fired because he would not apologize for making some vitriolic comments about a. Uh, Meghan Markle. Which is really sad because, like, you know, America's Got Talent really needed him as a guest judge, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's a really dated joke. (laughs) Well, you know, you win some, you lose some. Um, He, I believe he said in response to her saying that she was suicidal, he said, I wouldn't believe her if she read me a weather report. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So I have found an article on Slate.com that uh, gives a chronology of Pierce Morgan's just um, pathological hatred of Meghan Markle for being a fake friend. (laughs) Um, Fall 2015, Morgan, a Suits fan, follows Megan on Twitter. She responds with a direct message, (laughs) opening up a line of communication between the two that continued until their meeting a year later. She sends him a pre-release Suits episode. Uh, They discuss over DM. Dude, he got a pre-release Suits episode. That that is pretty cool. Okay, June 29th, 2016. Megan is in London to see Serena Williams play w- tennis at Wimbledon. She messages Morgan, would love <coughs> to say hi. They meet for pre-dinner drinks at his local pub. <laughs> Morgan's first impression, he writes in his Daily Mail column, quote, She looked every inch the Hollywood superstar, very slim, very leggy, and, ex- and elegant and impossibly glamorous. They're <laughs> This is the worst true crime show ever. Like, where does the killing happen? (laughs) The conversation spanned Rwanda, race, and gun violence. At the end of the night, Morgan proclaims, quote, I really, really liked her. When we drank in my pub, I found her to be a very smart, focused, thoughtful, feisty, and confident woman. Uh, Feisty. Um, okay, then it says she left their drinks to go to a private exclusive dinner party at 5 Hertford Street. Uh, Morgan pieced together through some tabloid digging that the very dinner party she left him for was where she met Prince Harry. So are we seeing the beginning of the issue here? I don't, I I don't buy that. Absolutely snubbed. I don't think that, uh, any of that is true. Uh, I think I do. Piers Morgan is a beta cuck who just got his girl stolen from him by Prince Harry. I like. I honestly don't think he was trying to fuck Meghan Markle. I really think that he was just like, 
oh, so you're too good to be friends with Piers Morgan now that you married into the royal family. Um, <laughs> I, like, I'm 100% sure this has happened to him multiple times before. Okay, November just 12th, like people 20s. attain status, like, much higher than him, and then just, like, totally leave him in the dust. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> he's, he's very, like, every, every one of his friends is a fair-weather friend. Yeah. Uh, okay. November 2016. Morgan calls Megan delightful on Twitter. December 2016. Morgan writes a Daily Mail column on why Megan would be a great bride. November 2017. <laughs> The, the royal family announces the engagement of Harry and Meghan. Morgan tweets, quote, my friend will make the perfect modern bride, unquote. Um, yeah, very, uh, he very then weird. writes, uh, he has a headline, um, quote, hearty congratulations, Harry. You picked a real keeper, parentheses, even if your romance did destroy my beautiful friendship with the amazing Meghan Markle. That's so sad. <laughs> he's, a very, like, he's a very weird This is individual. starting to be like the most like pitiful story ever. What? So he, he like, he, he, he like failed. I don't know why Britain like took him back. Like he came to the United States <laughs> and and did so awful, did so awful. He went back to that godforsaken rock in the sea. Like what the fuck? Um, I mean, all right. Like what the fuck? Like I, that wet like that John wet Oliver. rock they call Britain. John John Oliver, I think, has like a running joke where he talks about how he's glad that he's done well in America because they wouldn't take him back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's just weird. It just sucks. Yeah, Piers Morgan, the prodigal son, returneth. Like it would be funny. Imagine him like somewhere else. Imagine it. Like he belongs in South where? Africa. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> He does. That's, that sounds true. I feel like Australia has some some uh you know some pretty uh good inertial racism, uh you know in, in their in their midst. So I feel like he would do well there as well. Just yeah. sort of yeah, around that area. Yeah. Is that the rest of the timeline, Matthias? Oh hell no. Oh my god. Do you <laughs> think like hey, do you, oh go on? Do Do you think the author of this like considers themselves an investigative journalist? Um, I do. <laughs> okay. Early 2018. Uh, Morgan tweets, she owes me an invitation to the wedding to make up for cutting me dead. Oh my God. Okay. So then there's, I guess there's some, uh, uh, drama so in the Markle girls. family. <laughs> yeah. She's got like, yeah. 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 Her dad. Wait. I'm sorry, like, this is like a timeline of him, like, tweeting about her and, like, writing articles about her. Has she responded to any of this at any time? Um, I have no idea. Yeah, this is what you would call a, uh, a one-sided feud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, May 20th, uh, 2018. Morgan loves the royal wedding. June 2018. Morgan begins to turn on Megan. <laughs> Um, December 2018, Morgan calls Megan his ex-friend and a social climber. <laughs> I mean, if, if Auntie is to be believed. March 2020, Morgan says, 
I've made no secret of my disdain for many of the Sussexes' antics since they got married 20 months ago, nor indeed for my former friend Megan ghosting me the moment she met her prince. April 2020, uh, Morgan throws wine on Markle at uh, the junior prom. <laughs> yeah, April, April 2020, Pierce Morgan starts Pierce Morgan starts tweeting the lyrics to Real Friends by Kanye West. Shit. <laughs> then I Miss You by Blink-182. Yeah. Uh, that, is, that is the last of the good stuff here. Um, okay, yeah. Oh, oh, I actually have um I have an answer to you, Ben. Uh March 2021. Megan does not mention Morgan by name in her interview with Oprah, but expresses how press attacks severely affected her mental health. Uh to which Morgan responded, "Never have I watched a more repulsively disingenuous interview, nor nor one more horrendously hypocritical or contradictory." Take her name out of your mouth, Piers. Um, sadly, this did not include a, um, or, well, no, no, this is very good. This is very good. Yeah, yeah no, this is like, we've been talking about the Royals. Th- th- this is, this is like the tragedy the of the Royals. century. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, that, I did like it though. This is very like, yeah. I don't know, notes from underground. Like, it's just this very sad man, like attempting to, to have a friendship with a girl. Who's yeah. Like, like uh, and like, it's wanna... all sort of solipsistic, like inside his head, like no one else cares. Yeah, no. Although apparently uh, he made Meghan Markle want to kill herself. Right. Yeah, that's a, uh, yeah. Uh, do you guys want to switch to the Tulsi Gabbard stuff? Hell Yes. All right, yeah, let's, yeah, let's get do? the show on the Matthias road. Matias has been so amped for this episode. This is this one's pretty yeah, funny. I know episode. about this one, actually. There is <laughs> okay, so much so hilarious shit going on right now. Tulsi Gabbard went on a Fox News show with Trey Gowdy, and I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to play I'm just going to play the clip here um, and uh, I'll pause it to route. Um, but it's this shit is so fucking funny to me. All right. The phrase cancel culture has made its way into our cultural and political lexicon. I'm a big believer in defining terms and understanding exactly what is meant by words and phrases. So I think it's appropriate for us to sort of figure out what that the crop of his hair is just enough to make it like obvious been around for a long time. And we just renamed it. Who gets to decide who or what is canceled? It was the summer before I started the ninth grade when the movie uh, Grease came out. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> okay, hold on. No, pause Alex, it. Pause he it. Was, he was explaining what he was talking about while you were shouting. Okay. While you were shouting, what are you talking about? Okay, I yeah. Hang on. I'll, I'm, I'm backing up. Just my a dad bit. was the Footloose Mayor. The movie Grease came out. You may remember that movie, <laughs> Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta. So my mom decided she would take my three sisters and me to see the movie. And we made it about 30 minutes into the movie when my mom leaned over and said, we're leaving. Get your sisters. We're leaving. Oh, his mom canceled Grease. What do you got to say about that? Newton-John hasn't even put on her black leather outfit yet. You cannot be serious. But my mom was serious. She was very serious. Dad, I want to go to the Twisted Sister concert. (laughs) It was so embarrassing. I'm barely able to talk about it today. My mom. I hate you. And walking out. 
My this mom is, can't smoke. I'm barely able to talk about it today. This is technically, I think this is a pro-abortion clip. Is that? No, honestly. That is extremely Freudian. Honestly, the, no. About, about <laughs> My mom is hilarious. If, if Trey Gowdy and Tulsi Gabbard had a show together on Fox, I would watch that show. 100 100 we haven't even gotten to the tulsi gabbard part mu- yet. much yeah. anticipating uh like i i am just on the edge of my seat waiting for the transition between okay, Reese okay. and burton ernie here, here we go for me and she was not the only parent <laughs> i had who engaged in cultural cancellation my three sisters and I could not watch Happy Days. We could not watch Gilligan's Island or Sesame Street. So you can forget shows. about Dallas or Dynasty or Flamingo Road. Was that the cancel culture or was that my parents deciding they wanted to control what their children were exposed to? He's making points, oh y'all. God, that actually came too long for my parents' rules on TV. They were nothing compared to my wife's mm-hmm. rules. She can hear my wife. Three walls and a mute button. I had to check into a hotel to watch True Detective. Hell yeah. Game of- <laughs> that is. <laughs> Breaking. Trey Gowdy, uh, you know, outs himself as a beta male. <laughs> In spirit with good things, with positive things. If you don't like something on TV or in entertainment, you have the right not to watch it. If the that was my wife, I wouldn't watch Alexander and sure no too. Like in the same house, definitely not. Or hear it, or see it, or read it. I think what frustrates many of us is the inconsistency with these new societal rules. A professional golfer loses a sponsorship for a word he uttered to himself. But if you flip the station to I another I wonder what show, word that was. Yeah. You will hear people mock religion. You will hear God's oh, name taken wait, in vain. What word was it? You will hear words that I'm, would get I'm assuming it's the game word. In my mother's it's house. The word. It's, it's the Netflix logo word. What was that word? What was that word that uh, uh, the anti Semitic slur that the. Uh, who, what, 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 what was uh, that? <laughs> that which which sports ball uh, player oh. had said this? I don't know. I don't know what sport he well, was in. I forget. There's like a kind of only a handful of anti-Semitic slurs, to be yeah. honest. Do you want us to list them for you? I want to know which one that guy used. What guy? Was it the gaming. Shakespearean one? He was gaming, and I guess he used like an anti-Semitic slur, and I never like clicked the link oh. to check it. Well, we can find out later. I wonder. All right, go ahead religion you will hear god's name taken in vain you will hear words that would get your tongue cut out in my mother's house and there's no consequence you take jesus's name in vain and nothing happens you utter another word and you lose your job Another I wonder word. what what word what word Trey what you, word are we he, talking about he's just alluding to this word <laughs> I it think could be any word. Sense of fairness and consistency. He had to check himself into a hotel to say that word. <laughs> Bridging the freedom of speech. That relates to Congress, to government. It does not relate to how we interact with each other. We can set those rules too, but they must be fair and they must be evenly applied. Freedom is hard sometimes. Your freedoms may offend me and vice versa. Freedom works best, I think, when it is tempered with grace, 
with understanding people make mistakes. All right, get to the Tulsi Gabbard. To your own words that you apply to other people's words. Our framers protected certain freedoms for us, but they were also very concerned with the right of those in the minority. They were concerned that the majority would silence or cancel, if you will, the minority. Freedom, grace, education, understanding. I think we could all benefit from the proper balance of those ideals. How we treat the minority matters because they may not be in the minority forever. Most of all, I hope we can apply the same standard of fairness to others that we want applied to us. Joining me now, former Congresswoman from the great state of Hawaii, Tulsi Gabbard. Hey, Tulsi, how are you? Aloha, my friend. It's good to talk to you, as always. <laughs> All right. I used to turn to you when we were serving together for guidance. Tell me what the cancel culture is and why we should be concerned with it. Well, you, you rightly started this conversation talking about, about freedom. When you look at the foundation of our democracy, it is based on this ideal, this principle of freedom, freedom of speech, freedom for, for every single one of us to be able to share our ideas and debate <coughs> them, to, to agree or to disagree, uh, to, to pick and choose in this marketplace of ideas those that we deem <laughs> to be right or wrong. All right, Tulsi, oh get to the God. important part. Why can't I say the end bomb? Even for those ideas <laughs> that may be misleading or dangerous, that in this free marketplace, we have the right to then defeat those ideas with, with superior ones. And others have, have the freedom to choose, choose what they want to believe or not to believe or what they want to adhere to. So when you look at this question, what is cancel culture? Cancel culture is the opposite of this. It is exactly the opposite of this foundational principle of our democracy. It means that in a cancel culture, you have some people uh, who believe that they are special, that they are superior, that they have the power uh, to be able to shut down those who have ideas and views that are different, who, who may follow a path that they deem to be the wrong path and will therefore say, nope, we're going to place obstacles in front of you. We're going to silence certain voices uh, so that only those who agree with us in the path that we deem to be right is the one that is before you to choose. And, and the issue with this, there, there's a few issues, but the, the main issue with this is when you look at our rights and freedoms, and, and our ability to, to debate them and respectfully come out the other end agreeing or disagreeing, as you and I have over the years, it's based on the fact that we are all children of God. And recognizing that, we then treat each other with respect and respect this freedom that we have. So let's look down the path and say, okay, well, where does this cancel culture lead us? You see the final expression of cancel culture in Islamist terrorist groups like uh, ISIS and Al-Qaeda. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. God. Yeah. Oh, now I can finish. Those who are in, they deem to be infidels or, or heretics in order to silence them, in order to protect others yeah. okay. from being misled by... Beheadings do silence ideas. people, typically. To be fair... <laughs> ISIS definitely censors antiquities. 
yeah. When you, Alex, was that funny or no? Did you uh, think that, that joke was funny? Honestly, they, they, we shouldn't joke about that. That shit's fucking terrible. <laughs> that shit sucks. Uh, yeah, no, it's quite it heinous. Suck. We don't like it. We don't like it, no. But, like, uh, I will, I, I, I will make a joke about 9-11 because that shit's funny. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no. 9-11 was wasn't cool. 9-11 was, <laughs> like, canceling the Twin Towers because they were gay. Yeah. They were, they, were, they were canceling the WTO. They were canceling the Twin Towers because it's like two dicks and that's like gay. They did try to cancel. They did, yeah, this was in our pre-war the, period. They did try to, like, the establishment did, like, literally cancel the architect of the Twin Towers for designing such a tall building that the way it was just, okay, so the reason there was all that, like, debris downtown was because the way it was desi- designed around, like, a central core, there was, like, a lot of, like, shell, and that's why the it shouldn't have been as, like, toxic as it was. So they right. super did try to cancel Yamasaki for that design, but it was, like, literally the second time he got canceled, uh, scapegoated for, like, doing a really shitty design in his career. Did um, someone else, like, do a terrorism to one of his buildings? He, um, probably, actually. No, he, sort that of. Rocks. Um, so he did, like, a very famous failed public housing project in St. Louis. Oh, the, um, right. He was also the architect behind Prudigo, um, which wasn't his fault. He was also like a, <laughs> an architect of color, so that's why I think yeah. they canceled him. They were um, oh yeah, yeah. They like architect blamed him for extremists. Yeah, yeah. Architecture I, extremists. I would have appreciated it if it was like another sort of um, you know I don't know something like just massive in like Dubai or something. But it kind of makes me sad that it's like yeah. A they never canceled project. Zaha Hadid for the fucking slave labor she used to right, right. build that city. <laughs> Um, I actually, well, we should debrief Tulsi, but I had to look up the shit Alex was saying about the anti-Semitic basketball player, um, and I have some extremely good material if you're interested in hearing it. Oh, um, yeah. We should, let's, let, let's finish Tulsi real quick here, because she... Tulsi. This is an important episode. What a concept. Um, she ends on a very, very psychotic note. Okay, here we go. Oh, wait. Oh, there's more. ISIS or, or uh, Al Qaeda. <laughs> and so when we look at cancel culture here at home, uh, we see those. She efforts looks like a superhero canceled. with that like streak in her hair. <laughs> kind of. Like Jean Grey. Uh, she doesn't look like a superhero. She looks like a TV Marvel cast. They offer a different idea yeah. than uh, the one that those in power want people uh, to see or to hear or to God, be exposed. God, I want more of this so this bad. Is, Trey and Tulsi, make it happen. This is the danger of where this path leads us unless we as individuals stand up against it. And and that's the that's the the final point I want to make on this is (laughs) what can we do? Because I get asked this a lot. Okay, here we go. To stand up against this transfer. face looks like it got caught like in an elevator bullying, door. But if you don't adhere to this path that those in power stand say is the right the Modi in India. You are at risk of losing your job. You are at risk of losing family or friends or being unpopular <laughs> or losing likes on social media. That's what you have to do. It requires us to ask culture. the question of ourselves, uh, who are we trying to please? 
And this is something for me at, at a really young age. I, I recognize that we really got to we got really got to do something about those people at in any cashmere. time. And I was happiest. Oh my God, Alex, and you I'm shut happiest up. when trying to live my life to be pleasing. Trey, to it looks God. like they just put like yeah. an Easter Island statue on a head, or you know, on, on like a Politics, body. Media is coming at you with attacks. Trey Gowdy. Yeah. Kind of. So in case you didn't notice, she said that who she that wants to please is God. She focuses her yeah. life on pleasing God. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I remember that too, yeah. Very cool. I don't, I don't get it. So, well, I mean, but that's like, that's the whole evangelical thing, right? I mean, like, yes. Uh, please yes, please elaborate, is. though. Okay, yeah, but like, uh, let's not just leave it at like, she likes to please God. You know, like, like what's a. Uh, What's your point there? That it pleases uh, God to stop canceling Dr. Seuss. Oh, I see. All right. No, yes. no, 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 no. The point is that, like, the point is that, like, okay, so this is having, like, evangelical family members. They're always like, I don't judge people and I don't care what you think because only, I only care what God thinks. And oh. I'm saying, <laughs> only God can judge me. <laughs> I'm saying inflammatory yeah. things on Facebook because I'm saying that God agrees with me. Mm. And therefore, I don't care if you're mad about it. Listen, God put these ideas in my head. So God they're God's ideas. If God wanted to cancel me, I wouldn't be saying this right now because yeah. I would be dead. Uh. Only, like that, only like God can cancel me. Well, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> I think I've tweeted that before, actually. The only, yeah. or I mean, the other, the other major thing is that Tulsi is like she last uh, year introduced a like trans women's sports law, uh, uh, yes. and oh, so is. like. It does disturb me to hear her like wearing her religious uh, oh, affiliation <laughs> on her sleeve. For sure. I, I mean, okay. So here's a question for. Well, she's not Tul- in Congress anymore. The Tulsi stands. Has she isn't been she? like? No. I thought. Oh, oh she isn't. I thought. No. Has she been escalating her like Christianity? Like, was she like kind of not going really forward with that, and now she's really coming out with it more and more? She's elbowing for a podcast with Trey. Like, is she courting evangelicals more now? Did she used to, like, be low-key about being... Look, she she is just, like, anti-Muslim. Well, she was pretty... I mean, she was pretty overtly religious, like, earlier on in her career. Mm. And then she, like, kind of toned it down, like, shortly after she got into Congress. Oh, yeah, that is right. And, like, the time, like, when she... Like when she endorsed Bernie and like when she ran for president, she really like toned it down quite a bit, uh, I think, to appeal to a more broader audience. But now that she's like out of Congress, not running for president, she's just letting it fucking go. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think she's letting it go. I think she's like doing an angle. This is like a new angle. No, this is actually very that is this is actually closer to her original like growing up viewpoint, I will say. But Hmm. she didn't grow up Christian, right? She grew up in that weird. She. I mean, yeah, it was like a weird, it it was like a weird Christian thing that she grew up in. Okay, I thought it was something that was like not officially Christian. It's not officially Christian, yeah, but I think it's associated with Christianity. Okay, Alex, just like admit that you don't know what you're talking about. I remember, I I don't think it was a Hindu Hindu thing. And I do know like, Mm. like, it's not like, you can be a Hindu and also be a Christian. 
by the way. Gabbard was raised in part according to the teachings of the Science of Identity Foundation, <laughs> a religious community, and its spiritual leader, Chris Butler. That sounds like it, like Heaven's Gate. I like, think it, it, I mean, was, it sounds it like a cult. It yeah. a cult, right? Like, oh, like okay, call all right. It a cult. No, it was a cult, yeah. But what kind right. of cult is it? Are they Christian or no? Yes. Okay. You can't say identity and Christian in the same, like, thing. That means something very specific. It means huh? Nazi. That's, like, it yes. means, like, yeah. Nazi. Yeah. That's what that yeah. means when you say Christian. Yeah, Judeo-Christian identity. identity. No, not just, yeah. not just Juda- like, Christian identitarianism right. is, like, the, yeah. the oh, thing. Oh, just Christian, yeah. Well, according to Wikipedia, yeah. the, science of, the, science of, uh, the Science of Identity Foundation is a, and I, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Vaishnavite Yoga religious right. organization oh yeah uh, there was i told you that she was shit. not she was not raised christian she was raised in a cult that sounds in some many ways culturally christian but not mm. quite all right gabbard embraced the hindu faith as a teenager yes. i was wrong huh can we keep talking about how trey like looks like his face was unlocked like in, in like an aspect ratio and I like wanna... you know like squeeze <laughs> <laughs> trey looks like max headroom I want to talk about basketball. Yeah. Okay, I pulled this up on my phone. So Alex was like that like gamer athlete who said an, an anti-Semitic slur, and I was like, there's really a lot to unpack, unpack there. I'm going to Google it. Uh, and I just want... So I've been trying for like a while to figure out what anti-Semitic slur that he said. I would like to... <laughs> I would like to... Can I read a little of this article? Uh, by the way, his name, he, uh, where did he play? Um, the Heat, Myers Leonard is his name. I believe him to be white, non-Jewish. Um, and I don't understand why they had him playing video games. I guess that's what athletes do during COVID. So here's some lines from the USA Today article. Leonard is seen playing the Call of Duty game and is recorded using the slur while engaged with another gamer on Twitch where he often plays. Blah, blah, blah. I apologized on Instagram. He said... I am deeply sorry for using an anti-Semitic slur during the live stream yesterday. While I didn't know what the word meant at the time, my ignorance about its history and how offensive it is to the Jewish community is absolutely not an excuse, and I was just wrong. Okay, so I'm just going to pause. What slur do you think he used while playing a video game and didn't know was anti-Semitic? Do we have any guesses? That is I'm going to assume the, the K one. <laughs> I yeah, I was gonna say that's the only anti-Semitic slur that I am aware of. I know the one from I think well, it's Hamlet or uh, if you, call, if you call someone a Jew in a mean way, that's a slur. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, that that's true. <laughs> the Jew that's with a, a hard J. <laughs> <laughs> Matthias, what are you thinking about this? What's your thoughts? Um, I can literally only think of Kike. So I'm gonna heat, go with banker. The, the uh, yeah, heat, money lender. Yeah, money lender. Yeah. <laughs> the my, the what's, he, here's the, what's the character from uh, Penny Pincher? A uh, Shylock. Yeah, Shylock. Sh- that Shylock was what I was sort of I referring to. Kind of, yeah. kind of, I thought yeah. Shylock was like anti-Irish or something. I don't know. It's literally <laughs> he's no. literally a Jew, Alex. Okay, the heat is that. Wait, is that from the Merchant of Venice? <laughs> this Irish money lender. <laughs> <laughs> the my 
the Miami oh, Heat give you a Guinness. Guinness. And they convert him to Christianity and save his poor Let's, Irish soul. Listen, the team says. It sounds they released, Irish to me. Angela's caches. I hate all of you. I'm being silenced right now. Okay. The, 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 the team statement says the Miami Heat vehemently condemns the use of any form of heat, hate speech. The words used by Myers Leonard were wrong, and we will not tolerate hateful language from anyone associated with our franchise. To hear it from a Miami Heat player is especially disappointing and hurtful to all those who work here, as well as the larger South Florida Miami Heat and NBA communities. All the Jews in South Florida. So my, Mm -hmm. I, in order to confirm that this was or was not the K-word, unfortunately, as a young Jewish person, I had to go on Twitter and search this guy's name. And then all the all the slurs I could think of, <laughs> just to see if it would come up. There's like no footage. They canceled it, so they wiped the footage off. So now I have to go like mm. guessing slurs on Twitter. I think it, to to clarify, I'm pretty sure that it was the K word based on what other people. It are was saying. the K word. Wow. How do you How come do you across that, that word and not know what it is? Like, the, right. what is the accident that? Yeah. State of the Revolution, doing hardcore journalism. Where do you think this white guy is from where he knows an anti-Semitic slur but doesn't know that it's anti-Semitic? It sounds like South Park. It sounds like he's just a gamer. He's just a gamer. He doesn't know anything except the words that he's learned playing Call of Duty. Well, I would guess he's from either, like, Phoenix or Florida. Mm. That is my... He does play... Oh, he's from Woodbridge, Virginia. Yeah, I feel like oh, it, I bet in Woodridge, Virginia, they're like calling, like they'll have road rage and use the K word. That sounds right. <laughs> but like, not no Jewish people or something. Yeah, there's like there's like anti Semites in place with no places with no Jews. That yeah, fair enough. It's probably Virginia. I'm yeah. I'm sorry, Virginians listening. I do apologize. That was actually a pretty good story, Alex. Thank you for derailing me with that. No one. problem. Is that the new gamer word now? The K word? I don't think so. I guess so. Is he trying to... Uh, the new gamer word? <laughs> <laughs> We're innovating like it's all always the time. Gonna be, I feel like the gamer word is like a... It's a set... Def, there's yeah. a set definition to what the gamer word yeah, is. There's there's a, we all is, know what the gamer game word is. Gamer 2.0. There is a it, new gamer word. Mm-hmm. It's... <laughs> get with the times, Ben. <laughs> all right, sure. I guess I need to game game more often, keep <laughs> yeah. up to date on what the kids are saying these days. Yeah, that Piers Morgan shit is so fucking funny. He's like, <laughs> yeah, this it really laggy, is like feisty yeah. woman. Uh, yeah. who I'm deep. I have a wonderful friendship with has betrayed me. It's, it does really like I don't I I I don't care what you say. I swear it's like a story of unrequited love. This really sounds like you know. The sorrows of young Goethe, like <laughs> Matthias. I was just thinking about how weird it is that you're always into these like really lame media guys, and you think it's so funny. And then I was reminded of Ben Shapiro, and then I was reminded that I opened a tab with a Ben Shapiro tweet about the 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 anti-Semitic basketball player that I oh, wanted really? to read for you because I thought you would like it because you're into oh. these lame media guys. <laughs> yeah, I love lame media. Okay, Ben Shapiro says, I see the NBA has fined Myers Leonard and suspended him for a week for using an anti-Semitic term. I seem to remember LeBron James not being fined for Instagramming, comma, we've been getting that Jewish money. 
<laughs> that's like that's like what Ilhan Omar was accused of, but like actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what I meant. That sounds funny. What, what happened? Damn it. That is a really Rewind. funny thing to have said. I'm gonna, oh my god. I'm, gonna, that I'm just. Rules. I just. While you were gone, I read this Ben Shapiro tweet, and I'm gonna send it in the chat so you can read it on your own time, and you'll think it's very funny. Okay, quick correction. Uh, it's the sorrows of young Werther by Goethe. Sorry. I wasn't going to correct you on that. Yeah, my my apologies. Uh, nice. Yeah, I'll I'll go um reflect and uh, I'll do better next time. He has a follow up tweet that's just like other basketball guys doing low key anti semitism. <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm like now at this point at this point it reads like he's accusing them of having some sort of new world order of anti semitism, which I think is racist. I, that That's is actually kind of incredible. No, that that what, is what if, so funny. <laughs> instead of having like a New World Order thing, like Ben Shapiro has a like New World Order conspiracy theory that's like an anti-Jewish cabal. Yeah, you can't just say that the NBA is anti-Semitic. That's racist. Right. The NBA, like, don't they have a fucking uh? uh... Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. All right. Fine. Probably, probably. They have a Jewish commissioner, Adam Silver. There you go. All right, he said it. That sounds right. That's. I mean, I believe it. Yeah, there are Jewish players in the NBA. Jews, like, Jews they love, can't be anti-Jewish. Jews love basketball, <laughs> so I don't know what Ben Shapiro is on about. Mm. Jews love are, basketball. Are there any Irish basketball players? Irish or Irish American? Because they have an Irish NBA team. There's literally like multiple Irish themed NBA teams. Wait, multiple Irish themed NBA teams? No, I think there's just the one. I feel like there's two. Like any any city where there's a lot of white people has like a like Irish. But oh. um Oh, Celtics, right? The, yeah. Right, right. So to answer your question, Larry Bird famously like the white man's the white man's right, yeah, player. Larry Bird, basketball Bill, god, like amongst Bill white Ambeer. people. I was just reading about Bill Ambeer the, the other night. Basketball. I only listen to Larry Bird. <laughs> Bill Ambeer is the Eminem of of basketball, um, and I didn't know he was from Boston because I think of him. I mean, he's very like Metro Detroit. He was like he was he was the white bad boy Piston, right? So he was like the white guy doing the thing with Isaiah Thomas and um, Dennis Rodman, right? Uh, so he's an extremely cool white guy. But apparently he's like really fucking. I think he's Irish. He's like from Boston, and I was like, oh shit, basketball players in Boston. Um, but I don't. I can't really recognize like an Irish name or not. So. Mm. Well, you know, tomorrow is uh, St. Patrick's Day. It is. Uh, I just remembered that. You uh, you got you guys uh, you guys going out to the bars, huh? Everything's reopened now, right? Yes, me, I'm Irish. Well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I went to a I went to a bar a few weeks ago. Um, I'm so excited fuck? for a, another way. I am fully vaccinated, Alex. so I'm like very ready to do stuff. Alex, have you had a Shamrock Shake? How do you feel about the Shamrock Shakes? I haven't had one in maybe a few years. I don't think. I I don't know. I don't, know I don't have a sweet tooth, and when mm-hmm. I do, yeah, like, I've noticed that. And when I do, like, uh, want, like, you know, something sweet, I'll usually go for, like, uh, chocolate or, um, like, I really like, uh, vanilla or chocolate chip ice cream or, like, 
cookie dough ice cream or like uh, gummies. <laughs> I just like asked that. because Alex and I are always like trading our notes on like whatever shit's going down at fast food. So yeah, the no, Shamrock Shake is the McDonald's. St. Patrick's sure. Day promotion of right, many years. yeah. I mean, what, it's what, good. Right. Don't get what me wrong. What flavor is it? It's peppermint. It's like peppermint. mint chocolate. It's or I don't no, even know. There's no chocolate. It's like, there's no chocolate. Okay, oh. whatever. There's no chocolate, but it's like the mint that's in mint chocolate chip ice cream. You know, like the oh, okay. green, like the. Yeah, yeah. I would assume peppermint. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like I, oh, but it's yeah, like spearmint okay. and or maybe spearmint. Okay, whatever. I don't think those distinctions are real. It's candy. True. Yeah, I don't, fuck, well, I want to try yeah, I'm gonna, there. I'm gonna go ahead and sublimate my alcoholism. Wait, you've never had a shamrock uh, you know, shake, Matias? Uh, and say it's uh, no, for the I've holidays. No, I've literally never had a shamrock shake. That's crazy. Somebody That's get insane. this man a shamrock shake. Like, I can't mm-hmm. imagine. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll do that when we're done. When we'll we're done spike typing. it, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, okay, it's, it seems like we're done now, so let's, we should probably what? sign off. Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Um, follow us on Twitter at SOTR Pod. Find us on Facebook at State of the Revolution. And uh, I think we'll probably be streaming this coming Sunday, the um, what is it, the twenty first uh, at eight o'clock p.m., which you can find at twitch.tv slash State of the Revolution. So we'll see you all Sunday. Goodbye. Bye. Hugs and kisses. <laughs>